You're listening to Life of Revival Radio with Pastor Zachary Weber. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Life of Revival Radio. I'm your host, Zachary Weber. I'm also the pastor of the River Church right here in Coshocton, Ohio. We'd love to see you this morning. Our service begins at 10 a.m. We're located at 212 South 7th Street right here in Coshocton, Ohio. We call our Sunday morning service the main event. It's a time where we come in one accord, in one place, and we see God move. We worship Him in spirit and truth. It's an awesome time. We'd love to see you. Again, our service begins at 10 a.m. You can get additional information by going to our website at www.theriverkashocton.com. Also, if you have Facebook, you can follow us on there, facebook.com slash theriverkashocton. And of course, we're also on Instagram, which you can follow us at riverkashocton. Also, I just want to mention that if you have prayer requests, once again, you can go to our website, theriverkashocton.com, and under contact, you'll see a place that says prayer requests, and you can submit those right online through our website, and we would love to agree with you in prayer. Jesus said, where two of you agree concerning anything in prayer, my Father will do it. So we'd love to come in agreement with you, pray with you or for you, keep you before the Lord. Maybe it's something about you personally or a situation, or maybe it's for someone else, a family member or a friend. Uh, you can get a hold of us right through our website, theriverkashocton.com. Submit your prayer requests. You can also submit testimonies. Maybe, you know, you saw an answer to prayer or God did something and you just want to let us know. We'd also love to praise God with you. So all of that is available through our website. You can also find upcoming events, information about revivals, and uh, you can just stay up to date all online. Well, this morning, we're going to go right into a clip of last Sunday service. Now, this whole month at the River Church, we have been focusing on the supernatural. We've been talking about signs and wonders. Uh, The first Sunday of this month, we talked about how the Bible says that signs and wonders followed the preaching of the word. Paul said, I fully preached the gospel in signs and wonders. And then, of course, at the end of the book of Mark, it says that the Lord worked with the disciples, confirming the word with signs following. So this month we've talked about how signs and wonders will follow the word. That's why Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Uh, The Sunday after that, we talked about how signs and wonders will follow the believer. And, uh, you know, Jesus said, these signs will follow them who believe. He said, they'll cast out demons in my name. He said, they'll speak with new tongues. And he said, believers will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And 
And uh, of course, Jesus said, you'll do even greater works than I've done. He said, you'll do the same works that I've done and even greater. And of course, in 1 John, it says, as he is, so are we in this world. And then Jesus said in the book of Acts 1 and verse 8, that you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you'll be my witnesses. You know, there are some people who wrongly preach that the only people in the Bible who ever moved in signs and wonders other than Jesus were the apostles. And now it is true that the apostles moved in miracles. However, we learn that this month that there was a man named Stephen who was not an apostle. He was a deacon, and he was doing signs and wonders among the people. The Bible called him a man of great faith. So we talked about that uh, this, this month, how signs and wonders follow not only the pastor or the teacher or the evangelist or the prophet or the apostle, but signs and wonders should follow every believer. Jesus said, if you believe on me, rivers of living water will flow from out of you. And he, of course, was talking about the Holy Ghost. And then finally, last Sunday, which is the clip I'm just about to play, we talked about yielding to the Holy Spirit. Because, of course, if the supernatural is going to flow from our life, we've got to learn to be sensitive to the Spirit of God. And then we've got to learn that when the Holy Spirit is telling us to do something, we need to yield to Him and we need to do it. If he tells us to lay hands on a, on a person who's sick and pray for them, we can't allow fear to stop us from stepping out and doing what the Holy Spirit is putting on our hearts to do. The Bible says we no longer yield ourselves to sin, but we yield ourselves unto God. The Bible also says, quench not the Spirit of God. You know, so when the Holy Spirit is telling us to do something, we can't and we shouldn't quench him. We need to yield to him and step out. Sometimes it's as simple as the Holy Spirit telling us to talk to a person or to share the gospel with someone or to share the love of God or maybe to give to someone financially who's in a bad situation. The Holy Spirit will lay these things on our hearts. He'll tell us to do something. And when he does, it's so important that every single one of us learns not only to hear when he's speaking, but to yield to him and then actually do it. So I hope this clip is a great blessing to you. Let's go ahead and play it right now. Hallelujah. When people get around you, they should see that there's something different about you. They shouldn't smell the stench of religion and tradition. Amen. You, you know, religion and tradition, let me just tell you this. It's like bad breath. Everybody knows that you have it except for you. Amen. Religious. You know the Pharisees, how they were? Where they held their tradition and their wrong doctrine above the very word of God who came in the flesh. Where Jesus said, you would have known that, this is, that I come from God had you known God. Amen. So that there are people that even go to church who criticize what God does. That tells me they don't know God. Amen. Because when I came around the things of God, look at this. I was saved under the Nazarenes. I grew up basically, it was kind of non-denominational, but kind of Methodist. Uh, then I spent my teen years in the Baptist church. And then I went on over to the non-denominational, basically glorified Nazarene at that point, uh, but non-denominational. And when I came around the Holy Ghost and the things of the Spirit, I knew immediately this was God. I, I, I knew it was God. It aligned with God's Word. I knew it was the Lord. 
And I didn't need anyone to tell me, now, Zach, now, this is God. Yeah, I know that that's God. Amen. You know, you should know when your best friend walks in the room. So it says, is this God or is this the devil? Well, you should know the difference between your best friend and your worst enemy. Hello. If you have any spiritual sense, you should know. I can tell. Someone says, how do you know? I know. Because I know him. I know him. Amen. And when it's demonic, I know. That's my worst enemy. Can you say amen? amen? Hallelujah. And yeah, you know how we test things? We test things according to the word because God will never violate his word. So at the end of the day, whatever God does, sign and wonder, whatever it is, it's not going to violate the word of God. We talked about a couple Sundays ago. There's no new teaching, doctrine, or revelation outside of this right here. And if you stay within the confines of this word, you're going to stay safe. We talked about how Jesus said, if you ask for bread, will your father give you a stone? No. If you ask for food, will he give you a serpent? No. He said, then, if you being evil can give good gifts to your children, how much more will the, will the father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? So if you're seeking after the Lord and what he has for you, you're going to receive what he has for you. Isn't that so good? And, what, and if you stay humble and teachable and you stay right before the Lord, even if you do start to go off into some kind of wrong teaching, the Holy Ghost is going to pull you right back on track as you spend time in the Word of God. Because there are wrong doctrines and there are wrong teachings. And, and the Bible talks about in the latter times there will be doctrines of demons. Amen. The Bible talks about lying signs and wonders, you know. And uh, you can know the difference if you stay rooted in the Word of God. When God moves, it lifts up Jesus. It lifts up Jesus. It will always bring Jesus in the room. Amen. It will always make souls want to get saved, you know. It always lifts them up. This morning I want to talk to you just briefly what the Bible says about yielding to the Holy Spirit. Because if you want to see the supernatural flow f forth from your life, you must learn how to yield yourself to the Holy Spirit. Yield your mouth to Him. Yield your bodily, you know, your, your uh, hands, your feet, your time, your talents, your treasures, whatever it is. You must learn. If you want to see the supernatural, you must learn to yield to Him. Can you say amen? amen. To yield. Everyone say yield. yield. Amen. Hopefully you obey traffic laws. <laughs> And when there's a yield sign, don't you just stop and you let the other car go through and take over. Sometimes we need to stop ourselves, our flesh, and let the Holy Ghost take over. Sometimes you want to give people a piece of your mind. <laughs> Can you say amen? amen. You've got to stop and yield to the Holy Ghost. Which around here we tell you, you have to be careful if you give people a piece of your mind. It might be the last piece you had left. So that's basically what yielding is. It's to give God precedence. It's to give, let him have his way through you. We know according to scriptures that there's a few things we yield to. We yield to the word of God. Amen. If the word of God says it, that settles it. That's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to argue with the word. Mom posted a scripture on Facebook. A pastor started arguing with all mom did was post a psalm. And this pastor started arguing with the psalm. She put, he knew it was a psalm. And uh, he said, well, that's not really true. And uh, we, can't just, we can't operate like that. And that's just not true. And mom replied, you're questioning the word of God. He said, no, I'm questioning your interpretation of the word. She only posted the scripture. It wasn't her interpretation. That's what it says. That's just it. 
That's what it says. And he got really upset with it. And, uh, but that's his problem. You have cranky people sometimes who want to argue with the Word of God. I'm not going to argue. If Jesus said, I can trust this Word enough that I can build my life, and when the storm comes, I'm not going to fall, that's all I need to know. Can you say amen? amen. So don't argue with the Word. It just, amen. Now you can say, now, Lord, bring me into a greater understanding. But some things are in here I don't understand. I don't understand. I'm sorry. I, I am not, I don't have the mental ability to take some of the stuff in here and understand it and analyze it every way and to know every, I can't. And now in eternity, we'll know everything. Now it'll be great, right? But all I need to do is trust him and walk on the water. What did Peter walk on? The word. Jesus said, come, and he walked on the word, right? So we yield ourselves to the word of God. Amen. The Bible also, you know, tells us in Hebrews 13, obey our spiritual leaders and do what they say. Their work is to watch over your souls and they are accountable to God. Give them reason to do this with joy <laughs> and not with sorrow. I always laugh at that scripture. Amen. <laughs> Give your spiritual leaders a reason to do this with joy and not with sorrow. That certainly would not be in your benefit. So we yield to the word. We yield to the leaders that God's placed in our life. And then we yield ourselves unto the Holy Spirit. We yield to the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus said in Luke 12 and verse 12, that the Holy Spirit will give you the words to say at the moment that you need them, right? right? Yeah. So we need to know that when the Holy Ghost is giving, dealing with us, say this, yeah. do this, go here, that we yield to that. You know, I, and I'm sorry to, that I have this testimony, but I wanted to give you an example of me completely falling on my face, but it's a good example. It was around Christmas time a few years ago. The Lord spoke to me. He said, give $200 to this, this couple. And when I, when I saw them, I thought, they don't need, they, well, because I thought, well, they don't really need that. And then I don't really have that. <laughs> and I didn't listen. And I had to repent because I didn't listen. And I should have listened. But the Lord goes to mom and said, give this, because I wasn't listening. So the Lord goes to mom and says, give this couple $200. Mom did the same thing. She walked around thinking, it's Christmas time. I don't think they need $200. I mean, I, I think that's just me being nice. I don't know if that's the, you know, I don't, I don't know if that's the Lord. And mom didn't give them $200. So I felt better, <laughs> you know, knowing that it, it wasn't just me, you know. And, uh, <laughs> it was a lesson because now I know that that was the Lord. Because later we got to talk to them. They said, they said around Christmas time we had no money. And we wanted to buy presents for our children. And they said, we went outside and someone put $200 on our door. And I wasn't going to say, yeah, the Lord spoke to me. I didn't do it. You know, how do you even, what do you do with that? But I should have yielded. I should have yielded. The Lord's not trying to take from you. He's trying to bless you too. He who waters himself will be watered. I probably would have had the best Christmas I ever had, you know, or whatever, but not that that matters. But, you know, it, it, it was the fact that I should have yielded and the Lord taught me. He really just taught me something through that. That, that was me talking to you. I wasn't sure. Now I'm sure that that feeling I feel was the Holy Ghost. That, that unction. Amen? You'll feel that sometimes. I feel to give this. I feel to do this. I feel to pay for that person. Yeah, one time uh, I was somewhere, I, I think I was with Edie. But I, I know I was, I, it was at, a, uh, at an IHOP. It could have been in Florida. If you remember, just let me know. But uh, uh, I'm pretty sure I was with you. And, uh, but I was there, and there was, a, there was this old man, and he was sitting by himself. 
and uh, just kind of sitting there. And, and I just looked at him, and I felt I need, to, I need to pay for his meal. So, you know, I went and I tracked down the waitress or whatever, and I said, I want to pay for his meal. And uh, she said, okay, whatever, you know, all right. And then I'm, like, anxious because I'm like, well, what if he gets offended? What if he's, like, gets, who did that? I'm not a charity case or whatever, you know. Can you look like this big dude, whatever? And uh, so she tells him. You know, or actually, I, I now sitting, I could watch the guy, and the waitress goes over to him. She, he, he goes, I don't have my wallet. I don't have my wallet. And she goes, that's fine. Somebody paid for your meal. And he starts to cry. And he said, my brother died yesterday. We were supposed to go fishing today. He said, that was like an angel just paid for my meal. What a privilege to be used by him. It's not a chore. Oh, I have to do this. The Lord's dealing with me. It's a privilege. It's a privilege. It's a privilege. Amen. Now, Romans 6 and verse 16, it says, Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourself unto God as those that are alive from the dead and yield your, in, your, your members as instruments of righteousness to God. Before we were saved, we yielded ourselves to sin. We just felt like, I want to go get a drink. You know, I've never drunk, so I don't know. But, you know, I imagine there's that, I just feel to do this, you know. Uh, but it's sin. You know, I feel to do, I'm just going to watch this show. And, and, you know, when you were a sinner, you were yielding to your flesh. You were yielding to sinful desires. And what the Word of God is saying here, yield to righteous desires. Yield to those holy desires that God will give you. Right? Amen. Yield to that. Yield yourself unto God. Now look at this. The definition of yield. I looked it up. I was studying this word. Amen. The definition of yield. Are you ready for this? Yielding means to give way to pressure or influence. It means to submit to an urging or, or a persuasion. It means to give up and cease resistance or contention. This is yielding. Yielding means to give place or precedence to. It means to acknowledge the superiority of someone else. Yielding means to give way to or to become superseded by someone or something else. And lastly, yielding means to be fruitful or productive. It's to give way to. Amen. You give way to the influence of the Holy Spirit in your life. Where he, when he says to do something, you just do it. You yield yourself over to it. It means to submit to an urge. You might feel an urge uh, or an urgency or an urge to do something for someone or say something or, or pray about this situation, to lay hands on somebody. And, and here's the thing. You've got to yield because especially when it's out of your comfort zone and it's something you've never done before. Yeah. Like if you've never laid hands on the sick and you see someone who's sick and the Bible said Jesus was moved with compassion to heal the sick and you're standing there feeling compassion for this person that is really coming from the Lord and you feel, I just want to pray for this person. But then if you've never done it before, and, and a lot of times believers will stop themselves from stepping out and yielding to the Holy Ghost because of what? Fear is there to stop us. Insecurity is there to stop us. Sometimes we feel like, well, I'm not Jesus. 
Well, you're pretty close because the Bible says as he is, so are we in this world. You're a Christian. You're a little Christ. You're not a deity. Amen. But you are a son and a daughter of God. And Jesus said signs will follow you. He said the works that I've done, you'll do and even greater. So what I'm saying is you yield not to this head up here. Your head will talk you out of everything the Lord tries to get you to do. You yield to that urging, that deep feeling that you feel down in here. I'm going to pray for this person. Or you might see it's totally demonized. In the name of Jesus, come out of this person. Yield. Amen. You, you give way to the Holy Ghost. Now, this will help you because if you, get, if you begin to say, you know what, I'm going to develop in my life, the, the, I'm going to start yielding more to the Holy Ghost, right? Because the Bible says don't quench the Holy Spirit. So sometimes the Holy Spirit will come to you and say to do something. If you stop that, you're quenching the Holy Spirit. If you don't do what the Holy Spirit is there to try to get you to do, what are you doing? You're quenching him. And if you keep doing that, it's going to be harder and harder and harder for you to yield to him. And I've totally been there. But, there, you know, you don't have to stay in that place. Maybe someone says, well, I've already quenched him. I don't even know if he's speaking to me about this anymore. <laughs> I've been there. Amen. Well, you know what? He can, he, can, he can turn that right around. Scales can fall off your eyes again. That's why we have revival. That's why the anointing destroys the yoke of bondage. And all you have to do to get that back is say, Holy Spirit, I'm available. Use me. And when you speak to me, I'll listen. Forgive me for the sin of not listening to you in the past and being in disobedience. Lord, from this day, let it be a fresh start. I'll listen to you and I'll yield to you and I'll be more sensitive to you. So that's all you do. You don't have to say, well, I failed God and he's never going to use me now. I stink and I'm an idiot. I'm dumb. You don't have to do that. That doesn't bring God glory. Amen. It's a new day. Stand up. Rise and shine. Hallelujah. I see you yielding in a greater dimension in the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Because everything, the supernatural, comes out of us yielding ourselves to the Lord. Well, you were just listening to a clip from our last Sunday morning service on yielding to the Holy Spirit. If you'd like to listen to that full sermon and more, you can look us up wherever you can find podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You can look up Life of Revival. You'll find the replays to all of these radio programs as well as full sermons all uploaded on these platforms. Once again, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcast Anchor, really wherever you find podcasts, you should be able to find us by just searching Life of 
revival. Well, I really hope you enjoyed that clip. You still have time to make it this morning. Our Sunday morning service begins at 10 a.m. at the River Church. Once again, my name is Zachary Weber. I'm your host and the pastor of the River Church. You can find additional information about our church by going to theriverkashocton.com. You can find directions, service times. There's so much on our website. There's a lot of resources, devotionals. You can submit prayer requests. You can find uh, some testimonies on there as well as submit testimonies. Again, theriverkashocton.com. Try to come out this morning, especially if you don't have a home church. You need to come to church. There's nothing like Sunday mornings. Someone says, well, I've been hurt in a church before. Yeah, well, who hasn't, you know? You know, people work a job. They get their feelings hurt by their boss or a co-worker or a customer, but they keep getting up the next morning. They keep going to work. You know, God said in his word in Hebrews, do not forsake the gathering of yourself of yourselves together, as is the habit of some. But the Bible says, all the more as you see the day approaching, should you gather together. It's God's will for you to be plugged in to a local church. That's how you get involved in what God is doing. Someone says, yeah, well, I mean, I kind of go to all the churches, you know, one day I'll spend a Sunday over here, and then the next Sunday I go to this church, and then another Sunday I'll go to another church. Some Sundays I stay home and I watch Christian television. Look, that's not God's best for you. There is a place for you right here in Coshocton, Ohio. There are 100 churches in our city. God has a place for you. He didn't plant 100 churches here in Coshocton and then forget that you need a place to go and worship him with a family. So if you're not already attending a local church, I really want to extend an invite to you and invite you to come join us in worship this morning. There's no pressure. We don't make, you know, visitors feel weird or do anything weird. Trust me, it's a very relaxed, uh, comfortable place. The people are amazing. They love God. They love people. Uh, Honestly, I'm a little biased, but it's some of the greatest people in shocked and that come to our church. And we would just love for you to be a part. So if you're not already attending a church, you have nothing to lose by coming to visit us this morning. There'll be greeters at the door. Uh, we'll help you find a seat if you need help, you know, but uh, we'd, we'd just love to see you. So again, if you'd like additional information, theriverkashocton.com. You can shoot us a message on Facebook, shoot us an email on our website. You can go to facebook.com slash theriverkashocton and uh, see what we're all about on there. And, uh, and yeah. Well, look, just before we end this broadcast, I want to give you an opportunity this morning to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you fit into one of these three categories, I would love to pray with you and for you. Number one, if you're listening this morning, and if you have never made a decision to ask Jesus into your heart, if you've never said, Jesus, come, be my Lord and be my Savior. You know, the Bible says that we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. And it says the wages of our sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the Bible says that all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So there is a free gift of salvation that's available to you this morning that you can receive. 
you can receive it by faith. The Bible says if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, then we shall be saved. Someone says it cannot be that easy. Friend, it wasn't easy at all. But Jesus did all the hard part by going to the cross and paying the price for our sin. The Bible says he became our sin on the cross and took the punishment for our wrongdoing. What a awesome free gift that we can just receive by faith. Number two, if you're listening and maybe you've given your life to the Lord in days gone by, but you know you're not living for God as you should. Maybe you've grown cold or stale or lukewarm, and maybe you lost the joy that you once had in your salvation or that peace that you once knew. And you say, you know what? This morning, before this week gets any further, before this day goes any further, I want to make sure that my life is right with the Lord. And you say, I want to come back this morning. Well, I want to pray with you and for you. You know, he can restore the years that the canker worm and the locusts have eaten. He can restore that joy of your salvation. And he can make you hot on fire for him once more. Number three, if you're listening and maybe you love the Lord, you love God. But the devil may be always lying to you and telling you that you're not really saved. But you just want to make sure that if you breathed out your last breath, that you would go home to be in the arms of Jesus. If that you. And if you fit into one of those three categories, I want you to repeat this simple prayer with me with your heart and your lips out loud. Repeat this prayer after me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of all my sin. Wash me and cleanse me. Set me free. Thank you that you died for me. I believe you've risen from the dead. And you're coming back again for me. Now just declare this. Say, I'm saved. I'm born again. I'm forgiven. And I'm on my way to heaven. Because I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And if you prayed that prayer, I want to tell you something, that all your sins are forgiven you today. Well, that wraps it up. If you prayed that prayer, go to our website. Let us know you prayed. Get in contact with us. I love you. Jesus loves you. Have a fantastic week. And we'll see you next Sunday.